You're listening to Comedy Central. Uh, listen to those nature sounds. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. Um, my voice is so like soothing right now. I don't know what's going on. Maybe I took a really sharp hit of weed yesterday and um, it made me feel like I had COVID damage after I was done coughing. I was like, why am I doing this to myself during this time? Why don't you ease up, old glazed dog? Um, but sometimes they hit yard. Yes, I'm back to smoking pot. I don't care. I was so fucking depressed last week. It's the only thing that can get me out of it. It's not going to be forever. It's a temporary Band-Aid. I'm trying to heal from within. But um, if smoking weed makes me not want to think about the worst things ever constantly and have like the the cloudiest outlook on life in which it's like truly hard to do interviews and function because I'm just so negative and like can't be funny, then I'll smoke weed if that's the alternative because sometimes that is. Um, it was funny. I was like bragging on stage the other night because I've been doing stand up the past three nights at the Funny Bone in St. Louis. Um, they've been having shows. I literally perform with a mask on. Um, I performed without a mask the second night, which I didn't feel good about after I was done. Hopefully I didn't get the cove. But um, it's really hard to perform comedy with a mask on. You, you don't understand how weird it looks. It's almost better than if it was just like you're just listening, like audio. Like I'm like, oh yeah, your jokes have to be good without your face because eventually you put out a CD and people need to enjoy it. Just the audio version. But your face does sell quite a lot, especially with new jokes when they're still in their infancy and you need them, you need like your wacky face to like sell it. Um, at least it feels that way. It feels like you're you're running with like a fucking 10 pound weights on your ankles. That's like, it's it's more challenging, but the jokes will be funnier because... You had to do it without your mouth. Um, do it without your mouth. So <laughs> that's the porn I want to watch is just anything the girl doesn't have to use her mouth. Just like leave it alone. Keep her safe up there. Uh, protect those lands. Um, yeah, I have I have so much to talk to you guys about. I have been doing stand-up, like I said, the past three nights. I'm going to go up tonight. I feel like if I have a mask on in the room and everyone else, they're like optionally wearing masks, that's on them. I'm not advertising these shows I don't feel like I'm put, they would already be there if I'm not there performing. Um, if I keep myself safe, it's I can justify it, but you know it just feels fucking weird. And I'm going on tour at the end of the month for now. Don't uh, literally I'm on the fence every day about um, whether or not to do shows. It's a lot of travel for four nights in a row. It would be a lot of car travel on the way there and back. Like it's just traveling now is just a nightmare. And it kind of scares me. And sometimes if I think about it too much, I get like anxiety and I'm like, I should just not go to any of these. And then there are other times that I'm like, it's fine. If I keep myself safe, it's fine. I mean, aren't we all feeling some version of this? Like where you go from being like lax to like hypervigilant to just, oh, it's fine. And like just catching yourself fucking up. I mean, is anyone doing this perfectly besides like surgeons who were already doing it perfectly? Cause they like took an oath that they would. So, um, yeah, I've been doing stand-up and it felt good one of the times of the three. And the other two didn't feel bad by any means. It just was like, you know, I'm a little rusty. And it's just like, I don't I don't like performing if someone in the room, I know them. I just know that it makes me feel less good. I'm used to doing it because when you perform stand-up, there's always like comics in the room that you know. But for some reason... It's just like in my head to come back home and perform at the club that I started at and to suck because I do suck right now. Like I'm just like throwing new jokes out there 
By the way, I couldn't wait to tell you guys. Seesaw. Remember that joke that I was like joking would be like the lamest joke that the all you can do with someone right now is go like seesawing. It fucking crushed even with the mask on. That was like the highlight of my set all three nights was seesaw. I, I'm I'm it's so ironic that that's the one that is actually popping off. Um, so I I remembered that I had to tell you guys that because. It was it's only an inside joke I have with my podcast listeners of telling you that seesaw is going to be my ten minute closer, but it might be. Who knows? Anything could happen. I'm probably bringing my dad on the road with me, which would be fun. But it's also he's like an old man. I feel bad taking him out there and putting him at risk, but he seems to understand the risks and is okay with it. And should he miss an opportunity to perform for like the biggest crowds of his entire life? He's a performer. I know that he would get so much out of that. Um. Is it worth him dying? Uh, honestly, maybe. He might argue that, yes, this is the opportunity of a lifetime. Uh, this is the opportunity of the end of my lifetime. I don't know. It's all very um, up in the air. But for the time being, I am doing shows in Butler, uh, Pennsylvania, which is outside of Pittsburgh. West Yarmouth. Sorry, I pronounced it wrong to all the people that wrote me. West Yarmouth, New York, Oceanport, New Jersey, and... One other, am I this lazy that I can't just look it up on my website? Jesus Christ, Nikki, hold on. I truly hate promotion. I hate it. It's awkward for me. I'm scared that something's going to happen. I'm going to cancel the tour and everyone's going to be mad at me, which has already happened. I mean, I was on a tour and everything got canceled and people were writing me being like, do I get a refund? I'm like, I don't know. I'm not being paid for anything. So I, I don't, I didn't take it out of your pocket. Go after fucking Ticketmaster. I mean, I guess I should be more responsible with this stuff. Okay, Friday, August 21st, it says on my website, that isn't happening, so I have to update that. Running a goddamn website is so much work. I have so much help, but even telling people what to do is work. And I know that's like, wah, wah, Nikki. You, like, tell a girl to, like, take a date off a calendar. I email someone, and then they may take a couple days to do it. Oh, poor Nikki. So, okay, Butler, Pennsylvania, Two shows that night. Oceanport, New Jersey is the next night. Then West Yarmouth. Then there was supposed to be one more. That's so weird. Oh, it isn't announced yet. Well, that's that's for tomorrow. I guess I, I could announce it now because it's going to be out tomorrow. Let me find what it is. God, I am so disorganized. This is the stuff I'm bad at. I just want to be involved in a career where I get to go on stage and talk and I write jokes and that's it. Self-promotion is so hard to do, and I think that's why that I ended up um, getting into a fight with Andrew, because he's really good at it, and I think I just resent him for it, so I like went after him for something he was doing to self-promote. If you didn't listen to the show on, I guess it was Friday, I was in a fight with Andrew, and we like weren't talking. We got into like a text argument, and I eventually apologized, um, because I did. like It was my fault, and I traced it to just being annoyed that he promotes himself so well and and is like guys I have merch and stuff and I like go after him for that to make fun of him because ultimately I'm just jealous of someone who believes in themselves to like put their name on merchandise which I do have available it's all for 40% off I feel weird even telling you about it but I do I feel I have never been comfortable with merchandise I just the thinking that someone would want my name on them is like so humiliating to me and, and and that's not the way to feel about yourself as an artist. I should believe myself enough. I do think my shirts are cool as shit. And so even if you hate me, they look cool. And that's how I justify buy, like selling them. Um, 
but I just feel uncomfortable. Oh, it's going to be in Morris, Connecticut, you guys. Morris, Connecticut on Sunday, August 30th. It's the last day of my four-day whirlwind of a tour. My dad's going to open for me. This is all This is all for now. It could change at any moment, but tickets are on sale for Morris, Connecticut. Zach Morris, Connecticut. Zach Morris, who I met when I did Jimmy Kimmel two weeks ago. Well, I guess it's been three weeks now since I met Zach Morris because we taped that segment with him a week before. But I didn't even like talk about it. He fucking killed it, you guys. Okay, so... I can't believe I haven't shared the story with you yet. I love Zach Morris. I Mark Paul Gosselaar is the actor's name. He's on Saved by the Bell, lead character. Um, he just, I started watching that show in probably fourth grade and was just, loved it so much. Um, I don't know that I thought it was funny. I just like cared about Kelly and Zach. I always just cared about the romance. I didn't like friends after Ross and Rachel got together. I dropped off off the office after Jim and Pam got together. I fell off Parks and Rec after Andy and Rashida Jones got together. Or no, Aubrey Plaza got together. I just, I don't care if there isn't a romance that I'm pushing for happening. Um, that's why I like Sleepless in Seattle. The movie stops as soon as they got together. <laughs> that's probably why I like that movie. I don't like have to just see them happy. I act like I want to see that. I probably don't based on my viewing habits. Once the people get together, oh no, I just got a Sharpie on my new fucking acid wash jeans that cost me $200 and aren't probably really worth it. Although they do look really cute. I think they shrunk a little bit in the wash and, um, they do look cute, but I feel ridiculous being a 36 year old woman and like cut off really short cut off jeans even though they look great gotta admit like that's it just is a fact but I still feel guilty wearing them because I'm like you think you're young the tie-dye shirt that I have tucked into them doesn't help neither do the pigtails but um yeah so Mark Paul Gosselaar I was doing that bit on Kimmel if you didn't see it I go on all these speed dates and at the end of it I wanted to have a celebrity who I would who would who he thought that I he was doing a -a make-a-wish from the way the the producers described it to him, that would be the joke. That he thought, I had written all these lines, like, um, well, I was told there was, like, a very sick woman who I was going to be talking to, and that this was, like, her, I assumed she was dying, because the, the, the producers mentioned she lived in an old folks' home. And I'm like, yeah, well, I live with my folks, and they're old, but it's not, like, an old folks' home. And he was like, oh, okay. Yeah, this girl, like, they said that she was going to die alone, probably. And I was like, or this lady was gonna die alone I'm just like um okay like that's rude what like just I pit so anyway and then the last line was gonna be really funny he did do this by the way he did the whole script I wrote a whole script with that had it ended up only having one punchline in the one that you saw on tv but the one I wrote had like four it was just too long and it was just the same punchline over and over essentially but it ended with him saying yeah it can't be you they just the woman they described is really like old and um and sick and you don't look sick and I go, or old. <laughs> and then he says nothing. And I go, oh, Mark Paul, I think you're muted. I think you accidentally muted yourself. And he goes, nope, still here. And then it was going to end on that. And it was cool. What was cool about this whole thing is I sent over that script through the Kimmel people. Um, and then he, and we asked a bunch of people to do it. But he was like number one on my list. And um, of like heartthrobs. Because we wanted someone who I would have a poster of. And I'm like, of all the people I was obsessed with. I mean, yes, Dave Matthews was on that list. But Mark Paul was right there with them. I just gave him a bunch of people. I'm like, ask all these people, whoever wants to do it. But Mark Paul was like, goals. I couldn't believe it. There was a couple of people on the list that I'm like, I know they'll do it and it won't be as funny, but it'll be okay. But he was such a get and I was so excited. And he looked like um, Jason Momoa. 
and but we didn't talk before we ran the bit. Like he just showed up and I go and he ran the bit with me, which is I go, "Oh my god, are you Mark Paul Gossler? Like we we I got to act with him and we were both acting a scene that I wrote. And by the way, I don't write scenes, you guys. Like that's not what I do. Yes, I'm writing the scripted thing over break, but it was just like very validating to have something like a, a scripted thing that I wrote, which I'm not used to writing. Um, have someone who I grew up admiring um, do it and with me. And it was so funny. And we did it in one take. It was awesome. And then we talked afterwards. I was just like, oh my God, that was amazing. And then he asked me to do his podcast. And then I got an offer to do his podcast uh, this week, which I thought I was like, oh, am I going to have to remind him to ask me again? Because I'm dying to do his podcast. They, they go through each episode of Saved by the Bell. I think it came out last week. I mean, I got to give it a listen before I do it. But that sounds pretty damn good to me. Some other things I can promote that I'm watching or listening to is I just opened up Kyle Kinane's new album and started playing that on Spotify. Holy shit. It's so funny. Oh, my God. It's I really am reluctant to watch stand, or like listening to stand up comedy. I mean, we should get used to that because we're all wearing masks and you can't really watch it anymore anyway. But um. Yeah, I just picture him in a mask the whole time. Kyle Kinane's new album, I don't know what it's called, but it has a cool red cover to it. It's just, check out his new album, it's really good. I was listening today, like, holy shit, this guy's writing is fucking top natch. Top natch. Um, I gotta go to break. When we get back, I'm gonna talk to you about, I have a lot of things. Um, I think doing sets, I covered how awkward that was. Um... Uh, I can talk about a more a little bit about apologizing. I learned from having to because, God, when you're in a fight with your friend and you don't feel like you're, you know, you're in the wrong, but you just don't want to fucking apologize. I felt that, man. I really felt that. That sucks to be in that position. Um, talk a little bit about that and uh, anxiety. How about we throw some anxiety in the mix and how I'm dealing with it and how maybe we should all change our um, habits. I'm just reading about habits. I've been reading that word a lot, that you have to develop habits. I follow all these Reddit subreddits. I hate that it's, I can't say Reddit blank. It's it's subreddits. I've been on these subreddits about productivity and it just, I know it just is there to make me feel bad that I'm not doing the things it suggests for me to do. So I should probably get off it. But we'll we'll look at some of that that I found all when we return. All right, I'm back. Um, yes, I did... Uh, it was a good weekend, uh, a lot to discuss. I did go on stage. I have been, I've spent a lot of time alone. I have been wildly depressed this weekend. Um, I've run the gamut. I'm feeling pretty good today. Um, I went down a wormhole of Taylor Swift last night on my Instagram where I was just watching her different, like, you know, like fans of her just post like her arena shows and different snippets from videos she's made and interviews and I just can't with how much talent she has. It's just, I literally have thought she was a bad dancer. I just assumed that because I wanted it to be true so badly. So badly I wanted Taylor Swift to be a bad dancer, but she's not. I've reviewed the footage and she's actually really good. She just doesn't spend as much time on it as the other stuff. So it seems like it's she's not that good of it, but she is. And I'm just frustrated by someone who's good at so many things. It just, and she's a good cook. Like there was just this like, I don't know. I, I know I'm comparing myself to someone I shouldn't compare myself to, but I tend to do that with her and with anyone. And I don't want to do it with her because she brings me so much joy and I shouldn't compare myself, but it's really hard not to, you know? Um, or maybe you don't know. Maybe you can just enjoy people when they're wildly, massively talented and you could just let them have that talent and be like, well, I'm good at this and I have this, but I don't, how, how do you, 
how? <laughs> how do you reconcile that you're not as special as other people? And I know that sounds very naive and that we're all special in our own way, but sometimes you're not. Sometimes someone truly is better in every facet of their life than you are at yours. And doesn't that make you feel angry? Am I the only one? Um, but I do have great friends, which, I mean, at least I used to. I'm getting into fights with all of them and alienating them. No, it's, um, I did apologize to my friend Andrew. Not easy to do, even when you are the one in the wrong and you truly accept that. It's still like, ugh. But if you got a wild hair up your ass to apologize, just draft a text and ship it off. Don't second guess it because know that you're right. Because ultimately apologizing is the right thing to do. And I think that's when we get so caught up is when we just are like one of some of these people who just refuse to apologize i've never done anything wrong who are these people who have never had a never did acted stupidly or ignorantly in their lives it's just not possible and that's the frustration with like trump stuff i feel if i can get political for a couple minutes which you know what i don't give a fuck i i'm, I'm pretty uneducated when it comes to all things politics because um you know like a lot of people are that have opinions. So might as well add mine to the fucking mix. Um, I just, I worry that people, I was thinking about apologizing and how admitting you're wrong is so incredibly painful and so awkward to know even recently that you were wrong, that you acted out of line, that you were acting out of fear, insecurity. It's so humiliating to admit that. So if you like Trump... And you suddenly start to see him for what he is and like maybe that he's bad for the world. Admitting that you've been wrong all along and like yelling at people about how they're wrong, but actually you were wrong. Like admitting that to yourself is like too difficult. So and a lot of people won't even get to a place of feeling like they think he's wrong because it'd be so uncomfortable to feel wrong that you won't even entertain the idea that you are wrong. Does that make sense? So I feel that's where we are is that. People who don't, people are incapable of admitting they're wrong. And so you'll, it's nearly impossible to change the mind of people who support him, which truly continues to boggle my mind. And I wish, I don't know how to understand it better. I do know that like people, poor people just want to keep their money. I think that's part of it. And they fear that they'll have to give it all up if... But I also think rich people want to keep their money. And it's like, you're rich. Like, what's, calm down. No, but we want to be more rich. Okay, I know, we all do. It's actually an addiction and it actually doesn't make you more happy and it's pointless. But it is a scary time and you want to hoard your money because you feel like maybe it's going to be the end times and you need to afford a bunker or one of those like giant things they're building that all the richest people in the world can get on and survive throughout, you know, even if there's like another Pompeii, you know, globally, or uh, you could just get one of those. Maybe that's the incentive to just keep and hoard money. But um, anyway, I'm obviously talking very naively about this whole thing, but I do think that that's a problem. The, the, I think the fundamental issue is not being able to admit you're wrong. And it is uncomfortable. And if I were wrong, like if, if Trump was really great and I started, suddenly started to see it, like I suddenly was like, uh-oh, he is like awesome and has some good ideas and he's actually done a lot of good. 
I would prob I would I could admit I was wrong I think I could admit I was I I hope that I could who knows who knows I did get into this fight I only talk about this because it is pertinent and um to what happened yesterday I was on the front porch just hanging out and I like hanging out on my parents front porch because there's not many people that come down the na- in the neighborhood and I don't have to talk to anyone I can just sit there and watch the birds and like just like old woman hang you know and but lo- lonely old woman like don't I'll wave to the guy like the the postman and stuff but I don't really want to chit chat with neighbors but there was some kids doing some young guys doing door-to-door something I saw them with like a clipboard and um they were like they could have been like missionaries I thought at first like oh he's gonna come preach to me so this guy comes walking up the, the path yesterday the sidewalk to our front door and I'm sitting on the front porch just like fuck and um and he like hands me this flyer and I'm like um I don't have a mask on so if you could keep it back he had a mask on but I was just like kind of like just stay away from me I just didn't want to talk to anyone and he puts down this flyer and he's like oh, I just came to talk to you about a local congressman um we're just getting out there to you know talk about this guy and I was like what's is what it what is he and he was like well he's a conservative and I'm like yeah it's just not gonna I'm not gonna like him it does he like Trump he's like um he really is just like working towards the local community and I go but is he gonna vote for you think he'll vote for Trump he's like I don't know which way he'll vote and I'm like you should kind of maybe know that I mean you should know his affiliation because he is answering to like that guy we should maybe know where he stands so clearly I just was like I can't do it um sorry and um but I was being very nice about it I was just like it's just not gonna happen I just go look I pointed at a Black Lives Matter sign in our front yard I'm just like come on go go sell crazy someplace else we're all sold out here it's a line from um as good as it gets and it doesn't really apply to this but it kind of does so um then my dad came out because the dogs were barking so much and I'm like here's my dad and he was like and I went in to like get something really quick and then I came back out and he was like oh I'm just so you're his uh you're his daughter okay and I guess before I got out there he asked my dad if I was his wife which fuck you fuck you can you imagine? I'm 36. My dad's 65. That is like, I can't believe that happens all the time. I mean, it happens all the time. There are women my age married to people my dad's age. And that's probably not too far off from what I will be left with. Because as a woman, when you age, you hit 35 and then suddenly like elderly men think that you sh- should be your fair game. Um, and that's not going to happen, buddy. I'm sorry. You're too old. It's uh, someone in their fifties or sixties is just, uh, it's too old for me. I'm 36. I can't go 50 yet. That's not fair. I know that many women do it, but would, when you were 35, would you go 50 for like a relationship? Maybe I'm weird, but I think I'm kind of closed off to that. Anyway, this guy already pissed me off when he did that, but I was still like, maybe he didn't know who knows. Like, and my dad is like an attractive older man. So he probably could get someone my age, to be honest with you. God, that's gross to admit. So, I'm like pacing around my house as I tell you guys the story. So then um, my dad comes out and I go, dad, he's, you know, talking about this guy. I explain it. And, um, and then I go, are you like, I, somehow he was like, I vote Republican. I'm a Republican. So I vote Republican. And I go, isn't there, I know that's like a thing that like you are what you are and I'm going to vote no matter who is there, but isn't there something about Trump that trumps that, that for you, like that makes you take that you know 
this this thing that you've made your identity of like I'm a Republican doesn't it turn it on its head a little bit that maybe you go okay maybe I'll I'll give up my little rule for myself my cute little rule one time and consider who might be like bringing the world um to a like I don't know and he was just like he didn't say anything to that and then my dad was like sorry we're not gonna we're never gonna support a guy who um denies climate change like you know this guy your guy um Republicans deny climate change and it's just like the biggest problem like I said before my dad's a big climate change guy and the guy's like well you know that is a he's just like we're trying to keep the issues locally and and then my dad goes and um I can't I can't be in support of someone who would think that someone who can thinks he can just grab women's pussy, grab women by the pussy is fine. And my dad dropped the pussy word, which is we later talked about it. And I was like, he goes, well, Joe Biden has many claims against him as well. And I go, if he admitted it, I would have a problem voting for Biden. If Joe Biden had admitted it on tape that he uses his fame to grab women by the pussy and he encouraged someone to do it, I would have a hard time voting for him. I didn't say it with that tone, but I said that I was like, because I would. And because Trump admitted it, but my dad and I were like giggling afterwards. We had a really nice parting with the guy. We were like, we wish you a lot of luck. We know this is really hard. Thank you for putting up with us, like talking to you and um, like stay good and or stay healthy. And like, I wished him luck. I was like, that's like admirable to believe in something enough to go door to door. He's not making any money if maybe a little, but not a lot. And he was ambitious. It like honestly was inspiring and my dad and I enjoyed it because my dad's done door to door sales forever. So he always entertains people that come to sell stuff. And it was not a bad conversation. But anyway, um, yeah, we got to say pussy to this kid out loud. And I was like, dad, it's kind of funny that you get to just say the word pussy now because the president said it like it makes it like OK to say that whenever. So if anything I got from Trump, it's that. Is this too political? I bet a lot of you have shut it off by now. Um, I can't help it. It just happened yesterday, and that was the conversation I had. But if you think I'm deeply ignorant about all this, and you have a way to tell me that I am without calling me a cunt or a, a dumb uh, bitch-ass... Uh, what did they... Someone called me a bitch-ass pussy or a pussy liberal. Like, If you can have a discussion with me without insulting me first, I would love to hear it. I won't insult you first. I promise, or I won't insult you back if you if you try to explain to me and, and engage in a dialogue via DM. But also, um, I'm reading Jim Carrey's new book. I'll recommend that. I heard him talk about it on Bill Maher. Um, and then I also watched a clip on Fallon where he, the, the cover of the book is his face, like very scared. It's a novel about a guy named Jim Carrey. So it's about him, but it's written as like fiction, which I kind of found interesting. And the way he spoke of it, I was like, oh, sounds like he like, this is actually going to be good. He's proud of it. So I'm reading it. It is really well written. Um, I like his writing style. And the way, but the photograph on the cover of the book is him when he, he was in Hawaii when that ballistics like text went off where everyone thought they were going to die. He was there during that and thought he was going to die. And that was a picture of a screenshot from when he, his face was like contorted and thought he was going to die in like 10 minutes. And he, you should go watch the clip on Jimmy uh, Fallon. He talks about like he had accepted dying for like, and all those people did. I'm like, why isn't a documentary been put out about like eight minutes of sheer terror? Like that's what it's called. Eight minutes where I thought I was going to die. 
Like I would want to know everyone's eight minutes and what they did in that time. It's just fascinating to me. I always love hearing about the planes on September 11th. I mean, I don't like hearing about it, but I like to hear stories about people calling and making their final like calls. It's just like when you have a chance to say your last thing, like what do you do? I always love like seeing images of people who were put to death, like because they wouldn't snitch on their friends. Um, like, you know, just these, there's like one picture of a strong woman being executed at some time in history. And she had like this smug grin on her face. Cause she was just like, fuck all y'all. And she had been tortured for days and days on end by Nazis. And I think it was Nazis and they were hanging her for, you know, treason or whatever. And she just looked so fucking cool. So just those moments of acceptance, I'm always fascinated by, I forget how I even got to that. But, um, yeah, so the Jim Carrey book is good. I started reading it, but I didn't even... Do you ever read something and forget you read it? So I might have to read it over completely. I'm going to get t- tested for ADHD. Not this week, but next. This week, I'm going to Michigan. Tomorrow, I leave. I'm going to be there through the rest of the week. So I'll be podcasting from Michigan with my friend Hala, who was on the podcast uh, two Mondays ago, I believe. Yeah, it was last Monday, if you want to check out who Hala is and get to know her, because she'll probably be on the podcast this week. I'm going to be up in Michigan in a really nice area, very waspy. I never use that word. It's probably like offensive and going to get me canceled someday. But it's like just Richie's wearing um, seersucker. And uh, what's that one company that has the cartoon of the fucking dumb whale? Oh, God. It's not Wayfair because that's the name of the furniture company that sells children. But it's, um, you know what I'm talking about. That dumb shit. It's the ugliest logo. It's like Lacoste actually is cool. The alligator, it's small. It's cool. Like this dumb, the whale, what is it? Hey Siri, what is the logo that has a whale? Vineyard Vines. Never mind, Siri. You're called off the job. I remembered it. So, um, yeah, I'm going to be up in Michigan with all these people and I'm very excited about it. And I'm also excited because there's this game that we're going to play in Michigan with old magazines. Like they have my friend's grandma has all these old magazines. It's been just like never threw them out from like people magazines from the 90s. And you go through and my friends invented a game where you go through the magazine and you go like blank divorced blank for this much money in 1992. Who was it? And we try to like fill in the blanks and try to figure out who is in the headlines in those times and like who we cared about. This was the sexiest man in 1988 sexiest man a lot you know like that shit i'm so excited i don't know why i'm so excited to get up to some old magazines that's like one of the main reasons and I, uh, jet skis i just want to rent jet skis i want to po- possibly do a mile swim from this dock to a dock and challenge myself go on runs every day and relax and maybe try out some new water because someone told me that maybe the fact that my parents house has hard water is why my hair is falling out and so i am onto that theory and not going to shower before I go to Michigan to try it out. Thank you guys so much for listening to the show. Thank you for sending me pictures of your clumps of hair falling out in the shower. It makes me feel so good. Um, and thank you for just listening and I hope you have a good week and I'm excited to podcast from the upper peninsula of the mitten. If you Michigan's a mitten, it's the top fingertips, um, somewhere up there. Uh, I'll talk to you then uh, tomorrow. I'll probably actually send this off before tomorrow. So you'll get one more on the road journey with me and then um, and then Michigan times. All right. Have a good week. Uh, beginning of the week. Talk to you tomorrow. Squirt toward a jackpot. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. 